0: Welcome back to part three of the deep dive of Shawn Michaels on the Closet Champion podcast. I'm once again joined by my co-host, John Weinert, and we are picking up where we left off. Shawn Michaels gets hurt, leaves from the WWF has a quick stint back as the commissioner which is highly entertaining and maybe one day when we talk about the top 10 commissioners we'll talk about Shawn michaels Mm -hmm. but for now we're going to pick back up in 2002 when he officially makes his return to the wwe it recently became the wwe at this point no longer wwf and i'm going to let my co-host kind of take the reins from this point forward because As I have said on previous podcasts, this is around the time that I sort of fell out of wrestling. And what I have to contribute at this point is pretty much anecdotal. So, John, go ahead and take it away with the return of Shawn Michaels, 2002.
1: So, after his 98 WrestleMania match with Stone Cold, Shawn disappeared for TV for a while. Um, And nobody ever, like really wasn't brought up again like they had totally moved on they went the whole stone cold. stone cold stone cold stone cold stone cold steve austin everything yeah everywhere um at this point obviously Bret hart was in wcw um so didn't have him sean's in retirement so here you have stone cold leading the way full dx force. is
0: taken over by triple
1: h yep triple h took over dx uh, one 2 three Kid came back as X-Pac the very next night after WrestleMania. So, you know, you could see the whole face of the company changing after this WrestleMania. Uh, give or take, you know, a good year or so, Sean actually did come back um, as commissioner. Uh, to surprise, he wasn't performing in ring. He couldn't uh, due to injury, but he was still involved heavily. With being Commissioner Michaels, um, as a face, yeah, as a face, as a heel, then a face again, and then you know going against DX, yeah, you know working the whole corporate thing with Shane and and uh, Vince, and then later turning on Shane and Vince and joining DX, you know, yeah, that's right. Now hit my music. You <laughs> know, you, you ever see those video yeah. videos where he's like, now hit my music, and then the DX starts playing. It was great. Classic Sean Mike work. Um, But, yeah, after he was no longer the commissioner, he went bye-bye. He was gone for a good solid uh, three years. Yeah. Uh, Found himself. He, you know, born-again Christian, like you had said uh, earlier in the previous part of the podcast.
0: Got married, I believe.
1: Yep, got married. A Nitro girl. Yeah. Which is really cool. Good for him. Um, there's
0: a rare WCW crossover right
1: there you go but a lot of people thought he was gonna to go to WCW because of it too a lot of worry uh, yeah going on in that but um yeah he just really kind of found himself uh, born-again Christian got himself right wasn't you know doing a lot of the stuff that he had done uh, early on in his career so we actually see Sean make his uh return um, back in 2002 on Raw, WWF has already ta- or I'm sorry, WWE has already taken over WCW, and a lot of the contracts had expired for a lot of the big players. Yeah, during that takeover, during the invasion, you know, you saw a lot of the undercard WCW guys uh, working, but you didn't see Kevin Nash, you didn't see Scott Hall, you didn't see Hogan, you didn't see Goldberg. Why? Because they were still under Time Warner that they were still getting paid for not working. They were getting paid to sit home. Yeah, they were getting paid to sit home. So I would sit home and Absolutely. Get paid. You know, what do they got to prove? They know. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So, it's
0: unemployment times 1,000. Oh,
1: absolutely. So during the expiration of their contracts, Vince McMahon, you know, was looking to inject poison into the WWF, pretty much teasing an NWO return. Long story short, the NWO with Hogan, Nash, and Hall didn't last very long. Um, Hogan, the, the crowd starting to turn Hogan face. Yeah. And that's where you totally got the Rock Hogan matchup at WrestleMania 18, 18, I believe. Yeah, I 18, 18. I think it was 18. I think it was 18. Icon versus Icon. So, where does that lead, Hull and Nash? I think, actually, I think. Hall was kicked off after that. He kind of went bye-bye because, you know, he unfortunately had Razor issues. had his demons too. So he was fired from the WWE. So that pretty much left Kevin Nash. And what does Kevin Nash do? He wants to reform the NWO. And who does he call out? He relies to his buddies, Shawn Michaels. He was made as in-ring day uh, return and, as a member of the NWO. Very short-lived. Pretty stupid. Pretty weird I'm not gonna lie, it was pretty lame.
0: But that could be up there for worst it, uh, Michaels moments. Yes,
1: that was because Sean tried to take over because there was there was Kevin Nash, you had Shawn Michaels, uh Big Show was in there for a moment. Wow. <laughs> Booker T was in there, and there was a it's a very weird moment. That is so weird Sean Cook kicks Booker T out because there's just something different about him that he won't say. Yeah. That he won't say. He just goes, there's something different. What could be different about Booker T? From I don't know. Shawn
0: Michaels and Kevin Nash and big show and, and big show
1: everybody. I, I don't have, know. I have no idea. I don't, very, know. I, I don't know, but it was really weird. It was a very short lit. <laughs> it was a very short lived gimmick. Um, so then, uh, after the whole stint, um, Michaels kind of made his you could say amends with Triple H he's now back to being you know the Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels He's reunites with Triple H in the ring they're going to do a one night only DX reunion during the call out for you know that they would do for DX like let's get ready to suck it Triple H sucker punches Michaels with a the kick to the abdomen gives him a pedigree and just leaves him there lying in the ring. And this is what sets up for the next two years, the Sweet. Triple H Shawn Michael feud. Great like you, matches, like you had said. The the first match he had back, that street fight match, like the performance that Shawn did in that match, and not wrestling since nineteen ninety eight. Right, was unbelievable. It's like you kn- he was better than when he was in his prime. Yep. Um, that's a good thing to point out
0: too, for as good as he was prior to that, it was really like that injury did not slow him down. Yeah,
1: it, Like it was gone. Like, like it never even happened. Yeah, no rust came back better than ever. Um, so, you know, they would go on and then they would have their matches in the elimination chamber. Uh, Sean actually won the, uh, world heavyweight championship, uh, in the business they call the big Gold. The big gold belt, the big gold belt. Um, so that really cemented, Hey, okay. Sean has now won, not only before the integration of WCW, uh, he already won all the belts with this. Now he had truly won all the championships, which was really cool. Um, and then also he had that, uh, three stages of hell match with, um, uh, triple H. Um, I believe that was at Armageddon too. Uh, one of those matches that really uh, show the depth that Sean had. Um, I,
0: I wasn't watching during that time. That was, I remember, the only uh, three stages of Hell match I remember was way later on with Cena and Ryback, and it was not done very well. Did they do a better job of it? Like Was, was it the same concept where it was like each match
1: had its own stipulation? Yes, and he, he actually... He, lost the belt to Triple H, gave it back During to him because Sean wasn't carrying the company at the time. No. It was obviously triple it was Triple H's match too. Do you I'll, feel like the um I don't mean
0: to throw you off here, but do you feel like the putting the belt back on Sean was more of what I like to call a gold watch moment? Sort of like John Studd winning the eighty nine Rumble. Where it's like it's we're giving it to you because you deserve it for who you are, not because of what we think you can do for the company.
1: Totally. Okay. I think it was an appreciation. Yeah. I think it was, uh, an homage to, to Sean, you know, he had already won all the belts at that point. He hasn't won this one. Like I said, his championship run one of the few was, was, he was it very minor. I think it was a couple months at max. Okay. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it was, it was definitely a great point out. And maybe John as Stun. and maybe as a way
0: for letting people know who maybe had just come into wrestling in the last couple of years that this is someone that you should really take seriously.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Because at that point there's a lot of new viewers. Yeah. You're going into the ruthless aggression era. Yeah. Really. You're moving from the attitude era into the ruthless aggression. So there's a whole new fan base that just starting to watch. Yeah. That didn't W C W the new generation yeah. or the The attitude era, yeah, so yeah, for sure. Absolutely, I could say that too. So then, getting back after you know his matches with Triple H, all of a sudden, boom, he's going into you're heading into 2003 with Chris Jericho. Like I mentioned, one of my top five matches was with Jericho at WrestleMania 19. Um, if like I said, if there's a match to watch, I would definitely watch that match. It's you're, you're watching Shawn Michaels. Of 2003, Wrestle Shawn Michaels of the late 80s, early 90s. Um, and then going into uh, other matches, too, you had a lot of stuff with uh, Kurt Angle as well, too. I mentioned another top, one of my top five matches uh, with Angle at WrestleMania 21 back in 2005. Um, and I'm going to, he didn't win this match, but I want to point out, though, That this Shawn Michaels is totally changed from being selfless or selfish to being selfless. How do you mean? He's putting guys over. He's not, he knows he's not the main focus of the company. He knows he's not the flag bearer because you've got guys like Triple H, you guys got like Angle. You guys, newer newcomers, you know, like Edge was starting to really make his name. Cena's for it. starting to come out. Cena's uh, starting to come out, you know. We'll see Cena a few years later, yes. but Cena's in, in the fold, you know, in the beginning. So you've got Guerrero, all this Guerrero, Lesnar, Benoit, you know, Batista, yeah. Randy Orton. I mean, there's just this plethora of talent. And you've got a, a ring veteran like Sean really taking a lot of these guys under his wing and really showing them what it takes to be to put on a great match to be a champion to 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 have your your moment yeah so that's what's really cool about this second half sean yeah is he's doing this with jericho wrestlemania he's doing it with Kurt uh, Angle at WrestleMania. He didn't need to do it with Triple H. Triple H was already established star. Sure. That, that was just two buddies having having fun. Yeah. Um. He had his that moment with John Cena at WrestleMania 23. Yeah. In Detroit. <laughs> Another Detroit <laughs> Another moment. Another Detroit moment. Um. He had it with uh. You know. He, he like you had mentioned earlier too. He got into it uh, in the triple threat match with Benoit. Yeah.
0: You
1: know. It's not. About him, it's about what's best for the company, and I think that's a a, a lot to say for somebody uh, a complete one eighty. Yeah, you totally a one eighty. Yeah, look some...
0: at look at the way he was, whether he was or whether it was just portrayed. You know, all through the nineties, he was. You know, at the end of the day, if it doesn't serve me, I'm not going to do it. Right but now, we see this total one eighty where he's doing everything, nothing is getting him over.
1: No. No, you know? he's. I mean, he does... What has he got left to prove? Right. You know?
0: Right. But that, But it's still... Even with you see so many people where when they have... Maybe they have nothing left to prove, but their ego and their need to be at the top of the mountain and I... Whatever, I'll shit on Hogan all day long. I think Hogan's the same way. Besides Warrior... Who did Hogan ever put over?
1: Ever. Certainly wasn't Bret Hart. Certainly wasn't Bret Hart. You could say Yoko when he dropped it at King of the Ring.
0: Kind of, but even that, he had to have the Flash, you know... Yeah, clean. Yeah, yeah. He he didn't have a clean loss. Yeah. He he didn't lose clean to Sting in 97. Yeah. You know what I mean? They had to still have that bullshit fast count that got screwed up, but the point was couldn't do a clean job. I feel like Sean... I don't think Sean would have done these jobs had he not gotten hurt and taken those four years, five years out of the ring. I think... No, he, it
1: would have been... You, you. I don't know even what kind of Sean we'd have.
0: Very good point. It could have been someone totally different. So much
1: could happen in a year, let alone those four, four years. years. What would have happened... It's, totally. a great, it's a great great question yeah. and a great observation. Yeah. I mean,
0: but I'm happy to see that he uh he turned it around and he became this guy because like you said at that point there's so much new talent that it's really not about him. So if you want if he chose if he was if he had that same selfish attitude that he had in the mid 90s, yeah. I think they would have said just hey, pack your bags and get out of here. But you know... instead he had this whole second career.
1: It's with Pretty it's much two separate careers. With some of the best,
0: most of the best matches of his careers.
1: Yeah, and it was hardly on any championship runs. So I kind of categorize Sean's second run um, from 2002 to 2011 in two categories. There was the serious moments Sean matches from 2002 stemming all the way through 2004 2005 and then there's Sean from like 2005 to th- 2007 and the the actual reformation of Generation X have a good time he was just yeah you could see there was no care in the world he was just there he was having a great time he just wanted to to you know have great matches he wasn't really worried about making himself look good he wasn't worried about you know hey how come i'm not getting any title runs he was just having a ball and some of those segments yeah they weren't as raunchy due to his um uh newfound faith well, but he and... still they still he still was able to poke fun at himself he was he still had that um
0: kind of juvenile um lighthearted not taking anything serious attitude. And I don't even think truly that that was... Because a lot of people like to dog on that version of DX because it wasn't as raunchy or whatever. But if you even look at the company, yeah, they were still in the Ruthless Aggression era, but it wasn't... This is now a publicly traded company. This is a company that very much depends on public image. So they're not going to be the same as they were in 1998, 1997, when they didn't have those responsibilities, those high answering to the public pretty much. So as I think as much of that second DX run falls on him becoming, um, a more serious person and maybe not as, Raunchy of a person, I think it also is a reflection of the company itself. Yeah, they
1: well, the they life. were yeah, they were definitely changing. Yeah, they yeah, they definitely were growing into okay. Let's try to get a little bit more serious. Yep, you could say. Yep. Well, because I mean, they already bought their competition, right? You know, they honestly could have done probably whatever they wanted to and gotten away with it. They did, but they um, they wanted to be taken a little bit more seriously. Yeah, for sure. So that second run with dx i mean yeah it was enjoyable uh i mean i can't really say there were many memorable matches for it but if you ever get a chance to kind of watch some of those promos they're always making fun of each other and sean even making fun of himself for having to take himself out of some of the skits because of his religious beliefs and he didn't want his children watching it. <laughs> That's cool. It's
0: always great when they can kind of bring the real life of themselves into...
1: In that time period, during that whole... DX, They actually did have a lot of great matches with Randy Orton and okay. uh, Edge, rated RKO. RKO, yeah. Yeah, because those were... And honestly, those, those tag team matches, uh, they had a few at Paper... Uh, uh, on some pay-per-views. Uh, New Year's Re- uh, Revolution was probably the biggest one. They did put on some really great vignettes. Right. And and Randy and Edge coming out dressed like Sean and Hunter, you know, with the big nose and the balding cap or whatever. They're great. Um, so if you ever get a chance to watch any of those, definitely check those out. Um, after that, you know run with DX that second time. Yeah, they pop back up every once in a while, but Sean kind of had his last run in singles competition uh, for about from 2008 to his retirement in 2011. Always chasing the championship. And then that's where it kind of picks up again with The Undertaker. This is where The Undertaker comes back into play because a lot of those um, battles happened you know sean entering the royal rumble wanting to win so he can have that one last wrestlemania moment and guess who's always there to spoil. be in his way and spoil it the undertaker um and so well now let me ask you because i again i wasn't
0: watching during this time um the rick flair angle yes was that that was right before the undertaker run right
1: or am i wrong on that time no line. the Ric Flair angle uh was before that because yeah. that was actually the last Wrestlemania match Sean won yeah that was right before Wrestlemania 25 yeah that, was, that 24. was 24 yeah yep so I mean there really wasn't a whole there was really wasn't a whole lot of buildup with that it's not like it was a here's a big promo right it was one of those Sean always idolized Ric Flair Sure. You know, just like Jericho, always idolized Sean. I mean, there's a picture of of Sean hold, you know, dressed like Ric Flair with the same bandage in the area on the magazine yeah. and with Ric Flair. The iconic, you know, yeah. yeah. So, um, it was just one of those like, hey, Ric Flair kind of wanted to go out with. Well, with and the leading big up, match.
0: and leading up to that, wasn't the whole concept like Ric Flair was like, "I'm going to keep fighting until I lose." Yes, and, yeah. he just, and he was beating all these mid-carders yep. And starting to get bigger and bigger names And he kept defying the odds And he kept going over And so then it, it culminated in this WrestleMania match With
1: Mr. Mr. WrestleMania. Mr. WrestleMania And that's where the whole Flair crawling up on Michaels And you know the Come on Come on, let's go And Sean mouthing the words I'm sorry, I love, I love you, you. Then the switch and music boom yeah. down, oh. <clears throat> yeah, but it was it was such a quick in and there. I mean, it was just pretty much just for that match. Do you there, think there was it really have... never big program leading up to it. Do you
0: think it would have been better had there been more of a build up, or do you think the storyline at that point was not Michaels and Flair? It was just Flair finding his end.
1: It was. I think it was just Flair finding his end. Okay, and he <clears throat> knew Michaels could give him a proper set that, that match. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> so, could carry
0: that match.
1: Yeah, care, <clears throat> definitely carry that match. Yeah, yeah. cool. All right, um, I, I didn't mean to take no, it off that horse, no. and, and I'm just there's so much stuff going through my head right now. Um, I also don't want to forget the infamous SummerSlam Hulk Hogan Sean Michael match.
0: Oh my God, that's that's one of those that again I was not watching during that time, but I saw it backwards and was that just had to be a straight so, up rib at Hogan?
1: Yeah. So the whole thing leading up to that match was Sean's beating everybody there right. is to beat, right. except one person that he's never beat. Paul Hogan. They never even faced. No, they never they never did. They've cut, they came, you know, across in the ring at the same time at, at a few Royal Rumbles. Yeah. Yeah, but, 90, but he yeah, got eliminated but was, right away. Yeah. that yeah. was yeah. neither here nor there. And I don't even there. think
0: Hogan eliminated. I think Warrior eliminated him. In yeah, match.
1: yeah, Warrior did. Yeah. And that because Michaels was one of the last ones. He before, was the last one before their yeah. boom. He was that the iconic last moment. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. Sean There's trailblazing even as a rocker. <laughs> Um, trying to get himself in those moments here he go he there you go so Hogan was back for his fourth or fifth stint at this point actually coming back as you know Hulk Hogan not Hollywood Hogan red and you yellow know, this is the red and yellow and Sean ended up they did a tag team match they won and what does Sean do as they're celebrating in the ring what Sean does to every partner. Turns on Hogan. Don't tag team with Shawn Michaels. And there's actually a great magazine picture.
0: Oh, he's put. By the way, um, since this is since this is a podcast, I have to say he's going back into his arsenal of laminated pocket protector magazines. Yes, uh, there are. Is that uh, not the right volume? No, uh, is that volume three? Yeah, you need to find volume four.
1: I, yeah, no, uh, no, shouldn't be. The- well, Jesus.
0: You, you know, have so much stuff.
1: I've got so much stuff.
0: It's Pay a, attention, by the way. I'm going to post all these pictures on Facebook and Twitter. It's really
1: absurd
0: in the best way ever. I'm so it's, jealous. It's, I'm so jealous. sickening. I think I might be most jealous of him and Marty in the yellow.
1: That, is, that was actually one of my very first um items in my collection.
0: Really? Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah,
1: I've got another uh, Sean and Marty one I'll show you when we're done. It's actually uh, part of the Legend series. Okay. But here, right here. There you go. Raw Look at magazine. That. Look, you think Hogan, I really feel like he probably did kick Hogan. Well, for, he, for Hogan, uh, his for hand Hogan it, to sell that? His
0: hand is not where it should be if you're blocking that kick. His hand should be about four <laughs> inches closer yeah. to his face.
1: So what an awesome picture of still of – Hogan taking the switch in music, so that's what really led into a Hogan Mike, Michael's icon versus icon. You know, I beat everybody in the industry except you, so I wanna, yeah. I, I want you. And actually, Michaels was supposed to win that match. Yeah, but Hogan last second, being Hulk Hogan because Hulk Hogan can can't do whatever, put anybody Hulk, over, can't put anybody over. Said no, I, I'm gonna, I want to win. I'm gonna win this match. So what's Shawn do? Fucking oversells Fine. everything. You can win. Yeah, but I'm gonna, but I'm make, gonna you make you look, look, I'm look gonna like make an you idiot. An idiot while doing it. Yeah, and he did. Sean was taking the the craziest bumps you've ever seen. He... You should actually watch this match, SummerSlam 2005, Hogan Shawn Michaels. It's it's comical, really. What it reminds me of is
0: there's a spot where he Hogan put this just a simple head into the turnbuckle for Shawn Michaels and Shawn Michaels like does a 360 backwards flip and it reminds me so much of 1990 Royal Rumble Mr. Perfect making that same sell to Hulk Hogan for that exact same moment except the difference being in 1990 Mr. Perfect being like I know I'm gonna make this sell to make Hogan look good and in 2005 Michael's doing that same cell. The same exact thing. Well, but to know to be like, I know I'm gonna make Hogan look like an idiot.
1: What's really cool though is Sean actually modeled his bumps after Mister Perfect. He goes because he saw uh, Kurt Henning taking and you know taking all these crazy bumps, over exaggerating stuff. The camera was always on him. Always. So Sean figured if the camera's always on me, I'm gonna do it. So there's a lot of Mr. Perfect and Shawn Michaels, too. So oh, I'm just, so
0: glad you said that, not me.
1: Just getting into that thing, I'm just going to show you. Obviously, for the viewers can't see. The listeners can't see this. We'll take pictures. But we'll take pictures. I've got this awesome Shawn Michaels promo leading up into that did rivalry. He, did he really do he that? Dressed, he dressed as Hulk Hogan and went on the A Fake Larry King Show with a walker and a bald cap. And he just kept on oh saying, my. Brother, 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 brother. Oh, just, my God. Like, literally literally just digging at Hogan. And then this is actually one of the favorite figures I have in this collection right here. Is this uh, edition right here of Sean and Hulk Hogan leading up to that match right there.
0: That's awesome. Yeah,
1: really cool stuff. Um, it was a great match, though. Uh, one of Sean's funniest And, uh, Hogan just making him look like an idiot. (laughs) So I don't mean to be flipping forward, you know, I all of a sudden, you know, went, you know, between flair and then back to Hogan, but, um, yeah, getting back to Sean's final, final couple years, uh, was a lot of work putting a lot of people over. He put up over uh John Cena, Shelton Benjamin, who was an up and comer at the at the moment too. They Very had, underrated. He actually had a really and it was it's probably in one of my top ten matches of Shawn Michaels, uh Monday Night Raw two thousand. Uh was that the when Benjamin comes off the ropes? He comes off the ropes looking to get him, and then Shawn just hits him with the the uh super kick and then that, was, that was it was awesome. it was a great match. That was awesome. Um but yeah, those Royal Rumbles and the last two WrestleManias with The Undertaker were really the biggest. I mean, Shawn, yeah, he was he was wrestling during a lot during that period, but it was it wasn't anything crazy. It was those moments leading up to his final match is what it was all building up to. Cuz I mean, after he was only supposed to come back for one match, 2002. Right. And then it turned out to being uh, another 10 an extra, another ten years. Yeah. It's like a, a, a second career. Third totally. career. Totally. Third career, really. Um, and that's leading into the uh, career versus streak match, which is a good match. Sure. I mean, I think the previous WrestleMania before that, WrestleMania 25, was better. But it was probably... Fitting that only one person and Sean's career, and which he's kept his word to as well too. Yeah, he had that event at. Cro- okay, this is my thing. Yeah that event at Crown Jewel, but who was he in the match with? Undertaker. That's fitting.
0: There you go. That's fair. And I won't. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I don't take that as a um, terrible match. It was a terrible match. Terrible
1: match. And Ball Sean those, those ball over- is not a cool Sean.
0: Oh, it's not cool. Those overseas matches in general, too. I haven't found one good match in that whole...
1: The greatest Royal Rumble I do not like. So
0: awful. The only good part about the greatest Royal Rumble... Was Titus. Titus. Titus Young, baby. Titus.
1: Titus O'Neil. You just oh, called... Oh, T- Titus Young? Yeah,
0: no, Darren Young and Titus
1: O'Neill. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> See... <laughs> That's where I stopped see, so this is where I stopped kinda of well, watching after eleven.
0: They were ten. Yes. No, it worked, yes. But yeah, Titus O'Neill. But um, no, I'm with you. I, those overseas things are never good. And there's about to be another really shitty one with uh, the Goldberg and Bray Wyatt. But oh, that's, yeah. that's a whole other thing. I hate that. But I do too. Um, completely um, but I agree with you now I do We're I want to keep this third segment short and we've already hit 30 minutes but I do want to bring up one thing to you really really quick it's a little bit of revisionist history knowing what we know knowing that The Undertaker is now like what 23 and 2 or whatever he is do you think it would have been better if at Wrestlemania 25 Shawn Michaels defeats The Undertaker and then at WrestleMania 26 Undertaker gets his revenge put Shawn Michaels career away. Yes. Thank
1: you. That's what that's I, think, I knew I knew your question when you started when yeah. you were like at WrestleMania 25 I knew it, exactly what you were going to say. Uh I do think it would have I don't think they planned on doing a no. back-to-back. No way. You know? Totally. Um, but knowing what we know now, and if they knew that, I think it would have made complete sense. Comple- and I think it would have made 26 way better. Yes. Yeah. It was a gr- great
0: match. It was a great gr- match. Great match. Had 25 not existed, 26 would probably be in probably, our top five yeah. matches. Yeah. But that standard was set and i don't under i don't i don't know who he would have lost to instead but i really wish his last match would given that he won at 25 or i'm sorry given that he lost at 25 i really wish that his last match at 26 would have been against someone else I only saw it working with The Undertaker if it was a element of revenge. Right. Because to me, it's almost sad. It's He never got over that hurdle. He beat The Undertaker. He beat him at Bad Blood.
1: Beat him at Bad Blood. He beat him, beat at him at Royal, Royal Rumble. Rumble. You know, a couple he, other, you know, regular Raw matches. Yeah, in he, between. He, in between.
0: But I think that the value of the streak the value of Shawn michael's career all that stuff to me gets watered down by the fact that you have two back-to-back matches in which the undertaker wins both times i just don't see i think it's one of the bigger tragedies in wrestling i think that you've got one chance to tell that story
1: you do, and and they did very well with telling it. You know, it could have been greater. It could have, it could have been on the level of you know Brett and Sean Survivor Series. Totally ninety seven, had Sean beat Undertaker and at twenty five. Yes, absolutely. Yes, yeah. I yeah. agree with that one hundred percent.
0: Yep, I think you know we we've spent the last god, three and a half almost four hours talking about all the incredible things that Shawn michaels has done um and i don't want to end on a sour note and i won't end on a sour note but i think that that's one of the few things that i think if they both had it to take back and do it over again i think it would have been such a better story if michaels wins at 25 and goes out at 26 I undertaker th- gets his level of revenge
1: and I, I think, too, that I think Sean wanted Undertaker to do it. You know, Total, oh,
0: oh, totally. But then why not end it at 25? That's the thing. Either ended at 25 with Undertaker winning, or if you're going to lose at 26, you should have won at well, 25. Well,
1: I believe, if my memory serves me correctly, it was really supposed to be, I think, Triple H and Undertaker at WrestleMania 26. And then they I felt Sean kept on pushing for the fact you know at the live raws you know no I want that rematch no let it be me let it be me let it be me yeah. and then yeah, he triple Triple,
0: yeah because Triple H had faced Taker before yeah and would face him again but not till later not
1: till later where Sean was the special guest referee but I believe was it, it, it was supposed to be Triple H and Taker oh, okay. at 26 alright but storyline had you know Sean no I want that it's me it's my time he goes I'll put my career on the line
0: yeah yeah man I just wish again I wasn't watching during that time but I really wish that Wrestlemania 25 had been his last match
1: great match and then so he goes off at Wrestlemania 26 2010 and then the WWE puts him in the hall of fame he headlines the hall of fame he is the, uh, the main guy being inducted the main
0: event
1: 2011 yep so and an awesome and uh great induction by triple h because you can really see triple h he he even says you know i could tell you come out here and tell you about the countless you know great matches um you know that sean had i can tell you about this i can tell you about that or i could come out and tell you about my best friend yeah, And you can really feel that Emotion that that bond because When Sean left In 98 Him and Triple H didn't get along Cause Sean Felt that really, well, Sean felt that Triple H kind of Betrayed him didn't like kind of stick by his side You know Really, During the whole you know Him leaving uh, Not being able to wrestle again He yeah. felt really alone during that whole time And you know, here it is. Sean built DX, and all of a sudden, boom, Triple H is riding on
0: c out into you're, that
1: store uh, sunset.
0: Yeah, you're dropping some knowledge on me because I always thought he that that was. He
1: mentions it in his uh his book. See, now I got. You're making me read the book again. I yeah. read the book. So, and, and it wasn't until Kevin Nash actually got in the middle and kind of did the. Dude. I don't know what your two your two beef is, but you guys you guys Squash gotta get your that. shit together. Yeah, you know, in total, Kevin Nash,
0: sure, know, being yeah, cool hand, dude. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but
1: yeah, there was there was a, a time where Triple H and Sean didn't talk for a couple of years. Awesome. So that was really cool. You know that they were able to make up, and then you know you you put your best friend in the Hall of Fame and pretty much almost all the Click members oh well all the, all the Click is in the Hall of Fame sure yeah, DX, DX went in uh, last year
0: yeah yeah yep.
1: Sean Waltman's actually going to be in twice twice yeah, who would have thought a two-time NWO is getting inducted this year
0: <sighs> I'm, we're not going off topic too much Re- real quick yes or no answer four people are being inducted as part of the NWO Hogan Hall Nash Waltman Okay, so it's not a yes or no. It's a three-part. Do you think one, that's correct. Two, excuse me, it's a four-parter. One, <laughs> one, that's correct. Two, it should not involve Waltman. Three, it should involve Waltman and Bischoff and all the others. Or four, it should involve Bischoff and not involve Waltman.
1: I think it, it should involve Waltman and Bischoff. Fair. Because one... Everybody was in the NWO.
0: Oh, my God. Uh, John
1: Michaels was in the NWO. Scott
0: Norton was in NWO. Conan was. Conan.
1: Vincent was Vincent in the NWO. Vincent was. Jesus. Who was? I mean, because you had VK NWO.
0: Wall Street was in the NWO. Uh, Stevie Ray. Yeah. Every, Jeff Jarrett.
1: Everybody was in there. So, you can't induct... All of those people. That's like when you induct the Four Horsemen. What are you going to do? Oh, induct. is Paul Roma going to yeah, get in? Yeah, Paul Roma going to get in there. Is Sid Justice going to get in there? Right. No. Dean um, Malenko? I will go on saying, for record...
0: Who would your NWO be in the Hall of Fame?
1: In? Obviously, the big three. Yep. Hogan, Nash, Nash Hall. Hall. No-brainer. Waltman has okay. got to be in there because he okay. was actually in there for quite a, quite a run. Long time. Bishoff, gotta be Bischoff. Started it, gotta be. Come on, dude, Eric. It's yeah. I don't know if you remember this easy this promo, but it's good to be king <laughs> when he's just on the motorcycle oh, I with don't. the crown on his hat. Oh man, you gotta watch some of those. Was that Hog Wild? I believe so. Yeah.
0: Okay, because you said motorcycle. Yeah, I think Hog Wild. It's just
1: like it's good to be. It's good to be, me. Oh, good to be king. Oh man. But yeah, honest, why not
0: put Michaels in again as? <laughs> a lot
1: of people a lot of people say um big show, you know, well, he or was the giant. The, he was the fifth. He was the fifth, but he wasn't in there long enough. Fair. I don't think he was in there long enough.
0: Here's a trivia question for I'd you. I put Mach. I'm wi- I hate would
1: put Macho Man in there because he had great matches and he was in there for uh, a long time. He was he was pretty essential in
0: and his feud with DDP legendary 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 i love
1: listening to diamond dallas page about talking about selfless wrestlers diamond da- macho oh. man diamond dallas page a complete at this point one of the biggest stars in the company and here you have ddp who is kind of only really known in wcw and an undercard love uh, wrestler at most misused and they're talking because they're supposed to have this match and DDP's like going over the match what do you want to do Mach and Mach is just lacing up his boots and he goes Ooh, I was uh, thinking I could uh, take the diamond cutter tonight which was Diamond Dallas's page finishing, move. finishing move and for Macho Man to, to say hey I, I, I want you to beat me with your, With your finisher, clean, and Dusty Rhodes ends up going to Diamond. And he goes, "Do you just know what what happened?" Yeah, <laughs> like you, what are people you people don't do? get that rub? Yeah, you don't get people that. People don't get that rub. So that would be my NWO Hogan, Nash, Hall, Pac. Bischoff, and Savage. Mott, Savage. Fair. And if you wanted to throw Miss Elizabeth in there, because totally she was fine. with him that whole time, too. Totally fine. She, did, she did a
0: great job in that NWO yes, role. she did. Yeah. All right. We got to get out of here. I know we're ending on a, a moment that doesn't have to do with Shawn cow. Michaels. Um,
1: what, a, what time is it?
0: I know, right? God, 12.36 in the morning. We started this at 7 o'clock. <laughs> um, <laughs> Real quick before I get out of here, because I do want to end on a Shawn Michaels note. I'm going to put you on the spot. Give me one match that people probably haven't seen that they need to see of Shawn Michaels. I'll tell you mine. We already mentioned it. Him versus Bret Hart, 1992 Survivor Series. Give me a match, John Weinert, on the spot that Shawn Michaels did that most people probably haven't seen. Okay. Wow. Um, it could be is... ta- it could be any point. It could be tag match with the Rockers all the way through his last matches with Undertaker. Give me something that you think is probably underrated.
1: I would I would go with that Shelton Benjamin Monday Night Raw, I believe two thousand and seven. All right. It was it was a fantastic match. It was a match that could have uh, been a pay per view match.
0: Very cool. Yeah,
1: and if you there's a match to watch, that would be the un. Most people wouldn't know about that match
0: That underground match That's yeah. what we're looking for Yeah Perfect yep. Salt two thousand seven.
1: Benjamin, 2007 my awesome. night at raw.
0: John, thank you so much for doing this Thank you for being oh. an incredible host No problem We're going to put up pictures This is truly I am in awe of this basement um, This is my childhood dream come to life
1: As well as mine <laughs>
0: And you're living it, brother Yeah Thank you so much. I will have you again on another show, surely. If you're listening to this podcast, please give me feedback. Let me know what you thought. I want your positives. I want your negatives. I want everything. As I say every single time, this podcast does not exist if you are not out there listening. And let me know what you think, what you feel. I live for the feedback. So please... Give me all of your feedback. Until next time, I am Mike Mueller. I am your closet champion. And as always, I am going to take the count out loss and get out of here with my belt. Good night, everybody.